Hello, welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. And my name is Alex and this is Rob. Hello, folks. Um, and uh, well, you didn't like my delayed introduction. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is episode 202, Rob. Uh, was that not... You weren't doing the, the robotic voice? No, that's for listener story of the week. Oh, okay, that's right, yeah. You've already told me there isn't a listener story of the week. I mean, how long has it been? Only because you've got a story so extraordinary and so that you feel is quite long that you feel we need to spend time on. I love this story so much, and I hope you do too, because it's just well, listeners, you're gonna have to wait beautiful. about you're gonna have to wait about thirty five minutes for that. Maybe, yeah, 40 minutes, so, but but we'll stay for it because it's just way through the shit to get to the gold. So, Rob, is there anything you want to update people on? Um, I mean, if anybody is a first time listener, this is a podcast all about local news. Weird, sinister, funny. We trawl through it, and honestly, there there isn't another podcast out there like this, and there never has been. Rob, no. there probably never will be. Otherwise, we all sue them. Yeah. Rob, um, any news? Not really, no. I think um, people responded very well to the picture of oh. me wearing the various moustaches. 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 Yeah, interesting. You say moustaches. That's the thing. That's what the... Moustache or moustache? ...pronunciation I couldn't think of last week. Did they like the banner? Yes, they did. The banner in the bin, I think, went down quite well. Um, I think better than the banner that's actually posted up, uh, on the, obviously on the wall, as opposed to uh, being thrown away. What exactly did people say, Rob? Do you know? I can, uh, bring, it, I can bring it up here. What are we... Uh, facebook.com forward slash LA podcast but no I think the pictures look very good and it seems that they've been viewed quite a few times which is always very positive uh, there's quite a few likes so if you haven't seen them listeners obviously go to the website oh um, my go god the... you look you look like a bloody serial I thought it looked nice one, one in colour one black and white I thought it was nice contrast oh my dear god do yeah. you enjoy the nice pictures do you think they're good yeah, yeah. Face of Strange liked it, which is always, uh, always good. And Kyber said, "Congrats on on that episode, which we appreciate." Oh God, it really is, it really is poor, isn't it? Oh. We we had a few well wishes, which was quite nice. I think, yeah. Obviously, um, it wasn't just Kyber. Steve and uh, Craig also said congratulations on re- reaching the milestone of two hundred after. Yeah, but where were to... the presents? That's what I want to know. Where were the donations, Rob? If you want to donate to this podcast, go on lapodcast.net nice. and there is a uh, donate button in the top. Right hand corner, Rob. Should we get on with things? I should also just say as well, Steve um, requested some business cards, so I sent him. I think I popped. To, Did he really? Yeah, I, I said I posted some business. The podcast that we never give out. The, the business cards that we still to this day don't give out. Yeah. Well, I put a post. Have you been leaving them on trains as I told you to do once? Nope. Do it. I, yeah, I should do. Just I do also, it. Um, Public toilets anywhere. Well, that's the right. places you frequent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also realised I actually have uh, about. 300 of the old business cards with the mm-hmm. old logo on which was still sitting in my cupboard so I tried to sell them on Twitter and uh, yeah no, no one was interested well Rob let's get on with this last week I started off by talking to you about the Croydon cat killer now called the UK cat killer and everything about the graduation theory oh my god they're going to move on to humans yeah. now this isn't related to that directly but this is from the Daily Echo okay. which is a letter to the editor which uh, uh, a few days ago, and it just says, uh, we're recording today on the 24th of January, who just said, the letter to the editor, the person said, animal abusers could be threat to humans as well. So you see, Rob, you see. Right, okay, so someone else has made the connection. And this is uh, a letter somebody has written to the Bournemouth Echo, to the editor, and they said, a person capable of pouring scalding hot water over the head and back of a cat, which happened in pool, should worry those in the local community. People who pick on the defenceless, whether cats, children or any other vulnerable being, are dangerous and need to be stopped because before they cause further harm or kill again. 
Research into psychology and criminology informs us that individuals who commit acts of cruelty to animals often go on to harm humans if they aren't stopped. Can I just point this out, by the way? This is, this is a, a, an actual reported fact that... Yeah, somebody in the comments, Rob, has linked to various Wikipedia articles and other things about the research into this. Yes. But you'll so, hear a bit about it. Okay. Adrian XX says, Much as this is a popular belief, there is no evidence for this at all. I will. You, you <laughs> okay. may as well say that those who eat animals go on to eat humans. It probably is the case that some people are mentally deranged enough that all the social pressures that constrain normal people do not work for them, and so they abuse animals and humans as well. But this tiny minority of people are in a different class to those who would go around shooting cats. And uh, Chris... Two, three, four says there's plenty of evidence for it and links to different articles. Yep. Um, Chirpsters says, interesting comment, I thought. My last comment, it just says, killing animals for sport is such an outrageous atrocity. Our past indigenous people throughout the world killed animals to eat and keep warm. They held a great respect for their kill and never once slaughtered an animal for fun. They killed to survive, yet we called them uncivilised. I'm in no way religious, yet I respect all life, from plants to the tiny bug or a butterfly, the birds that fly in our trees, the rabbit, the mole, the fish, the deer, and of course, all our pets. They have each been allowed the same gift as us, life. We should all respect that and feel so grateful that they live amongst us and not just to harm or destroy them. Christine. Right. Do you think he may have been uh, partaking in some sort of- Christine, he's not a man. Oh, Christine. Could be a man. Christine, it could be French. You're an idiot. I just really loved the line, um, I'm in no way religious, yet I respect all life, from plants to the, to the tiny bug or a butterfly, the birds that fly on our trees, the rabbit, the mole, the fish, the deer. And interestingly, some of those animals are going increasingly up, Rob, in graduation. Very true, very true. Maybe this person <laughs> is a killer, Rob. <laughs> I won't go that far. I mean, it's quite poetic, but maybe they need to lay off the cannabis. Yeah. Uh, have you got a story for us, Rob, at the beginning of this episode? Come on, what I, you I got? I have. Now, if anyone out there is struggling to find the gift for a relative, I think I found the perfect, uh, well, gift, obviously. Um, so this is from uh, the, I mean, I'm going to have to say it. This is from the Gloucester Online, which is otherwise known as the... The Citizen! Correct. Um, this was from a few days ago, from the January 22nd. Headline. Oh, it's by uh, Jenny Phillips. This has to be the weirdest Groupon offer in Gloucestershire. So, um... Go Groupon? Yeah, Groupon. You know Groupon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we go from the cat killer to... We weren't talking about the cat. It wasn't the cat killer. It was a different story, but I understand. No, that. but you mentioned the cat killer. Animal cruelty. Everyone loves a bargain. A little deal which gets you money off sometimes sounds like you really want, but this offer doing the rounds on Groupon is, well, a little niche, to say the least. A Gloucester vet is, offer, is using the popular voucher site to offer discounted castrations or spray services for vets. Hey. Pets, not vets. He's, can I just clarify, he's not offering um, castration or spray Sorry, services Sorry, Groupon is pets. offering vouchers that have discounts on them to have your pet castrated. Yes, that's What's right. What's wrong yeah. with that? It's a bit strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem quite... Do, do you get two balls for the price of one? Very nice. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. <laughs> two, two balls for the price of one. I'd yeah. love that if it said... Uh, yes, that's right. You can get a voucher for money off getting your pet castrated. Oh, pet cat castrated. Not dogs, apparently. Just cats. Um, we think we've heard it all. The offer from Pets Barn in Long Hope has four options. £18 for a cat castration service. £26 for a, a cat spray service. £79 for a dog castration service. And £119 for a dog spray service. 
So um, a cat spray that. service isn't, or a dog spray service isn't getting no. a cat or a dog to mark its territory, I assume. No, or, or also it's not uh, a service by which you can change the colour of your cat or dog using uh, some sort of uh, liquid-based paint. Right, I understand. Um, one last story then, Rob, here from the Daily Echo. Uh, I think it was yesterday, Jade Grasby. Dad's disgust at faeces left on baby swing in Normbeth Playground. Northbourne Playground. A father's disgusted after taking 13-month-old daughters to a play park and discovering excrement on a children's swing, Rob. It was the first time Nick Cloak from Blandford had visited the park behind East Howe Lane. He has condemned the person who left what he believes to be dog poo on the play equipment, saying it could have potentially hurt a child. In Why does he think it's dog poo? Why does he not just think it was the previous occupant may, may have, who may through. have been a child, possibly? He said, I live in Blandford, but I had arranged to have lunch in Northburn with some friends. Relevant. Not relevant. I got there an hour early, so I thought I'd take my daughter out to the park. Not relevant. I looked at my phone and thought there was a, saw there was another one ten minutes away. Not relevant. My daughter was really into the swing, so I took her to those. And what I saw on the toddler's swing was disgusting. Whoever did this must know it's dangerous for children. I don't know whether they thought it was just funny, but it didn't end up there by accident, as there are two dog bins in the facility, and there are a load of sticks and wet wipes around the swing. Sorry. <laughs> Loads of loads of sticks. What's he trying to say there? There's lots of sticks and wet wipes. Does that imply that someone's tried to clear it up? I don't know. I also why this again? What what were they with the sticks? Or trying to like pick it off and maybe somebody put the poo on there using the stick or the wet wipe to hold it with and put it on. Do you see? Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, Alex, is there a picture? No. The park is popular with dog walkers, but I don't think a normal responsible dog owner would have done something like this. It was more likely someone just being horrible. Well, of course, a dog owner is not going to put it on the swing. Yeah. He added, I feel very sorry for local people who want to enjoy the park. There are loads of families around there. If it was my local park, I'd be very upset. I spoke to the council and they contacted me the next day and said it had been sorted. I don't know what other action they take, but I want somebody to be blamed for this. Nick said the unpleasant discovery had put him off from ever using the park again. Really? (laughs) Devastating. Michael Rowland, head of parks development at Bournemouth Council, said a member of staff was sent out to remove the faeces and clean the swing areas. (laughs) Oi, Dave. Go and pick up some shit off a kid's room, will you? Hurry up. That's the head. This prick's complained about it. Thankfully, this sort of thing isn't a regular occurrence, he says. But when incidents like this occur, we do our best to sort the problem out as soon as possible. We're pleased that the vast majority of visitors to our parks appreciate and respect them as a space for everybody to enjoy, he added. Comments. Um, Only a few here. Um, The Wessex native says, If any other creature was as numerous as dogs, it would be classified as vermin and a mass extermination campaign set in motion. If it is deemed necessary to control badger numbers, then surely the same is true of the canine population. Is that really relevant to the story? <laughs> yes, because it's dog poo. And it wouldn't have happened if dogs weren't around. Right. right. I mean, it might have been. It might have been cat or... Possibly rabbit. But... <laughs> Pink Petunia says to the Wessex native, Don't blame the dog. They were hardly likely to climb up and smear it on a seat, particularly as they probably can't get into the play park unaided. Some brain-dead lowlife should cop the blame. Dolby says, Wow, earth-shattering news echoes. Short of stories again, are we? I've got horse poo on our road and the council won't clear it away. Biocat says, <laughs> I once, last year, saw a poo that looked like a human poo on a bench in the upper gardens. Totally disgusting what some freaks will do. I love the phrase, I saw a poo that looked like a human poo. <laughs> um, it's nice to know he's, he's made that distinction. Yeah. Uh, Purple Balloon says, everywhere I walk around here, there is some kind of shit to be avoided. If it's not dog or cat shit, it's human faeces. On the school run with my son, we use a subway in Talbot Village. Every day someone has smeared their shit all down the walls and let their... Hang on. <laughs> Sorry. That's something else altogether. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and Don't Get It says, the trademark calling card of the travelling community. Wasn't too long ago they covered the whole playground in dog shit at Whitecliffe before they moved on. So, uh, this, if you're a traveller, I'm sorry if you're offended by there's, that there's comment. There's massive leaps of faith there. Logic. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not so much a leap of faith. No, it's and definitely not a leap of faith. Not a story, but I came across this... Uh, I don't need to know about that. I came across this advertisement. I think it was on the new shopper, and I had to click on it because I thought of you, and I went to the website, and I wanted you to let you know about the service that's available. Oh, um, the website is called... How am I going to be insulted now? No, I think it's called... What's it called? called cats.org.uk because you've got cats. Okay, yeah. Cats Protection can care for your cat when you pass away. So they do a Cats Protection Program. I'm just going to tell you very briefly about it. It's called Cat Guardians. Rob, we know your cat means the world to you and we know it can be worrying to think about what will happen to your cat when you pass away. Register with our free Cat Guardian service and your cat can look forward to a happy, loving future even when you, Rob, are no longer there to care for them. When you pass away, Cats Protection will collect and take care of your pet until we find them a loving new home. They'll have a warm, cosy pen of their own. Notice the word pen. Right. And bowls of tasty food at one of our local branches or adoption centres. Our dedicated staff, volunteers and vets will ensure your cat always receives the love, care and medical medical attention they require after they've been buggered nightly. Our free cats... Sorry, I I take that back. I'm sure that cats.org does not abuse their cats. Oh, my God. Our free cat guardian service can give you peace of mind today. So, Rob, you never know when your time might be up. What's going to happen to your cats if you pass on? Alex, let me just clarify first of all. I'm not having these people imprison my cats and feed them apparently tasty food. And second of all, I've already made the arrangements. When I pass away, the cats will be put down, stuffed and buried with me. <laughs> Very good. Now, Rob... We haven't had it for a while. And Kaiba, you're going to be so happy. I'll listen to Kaiba. Because it's the return of General Anesthetic. <laughs> clap, Rob. You've got to fucking clap. It's that question time. Do you know what? I, I must have missed it. I haven't missed it either. Really? No. Why? Because it just depressed you. I mean... Well, we sometimes get... So there's I, been very, very few things to be positive about recently. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. I have very much enjoyed what's happened since Trump's inauguration because you must have you must have seen what happened with that press briefing. Yes, of course. So the new press secretary, Sean Spicer, comes out five minutes. Have you seen the video and berates the press for misreporting yeah. what he says these crowd numbers? And you could tell it was read by it was written by Donald Trump. Yeah. And he read it out. He didn't take a single question and he left. Then when Kellyanne Conway, the aide to Trump, was called out that this stuff that Sean Spicer had come out with was completely baseless she described uh, uh she used the phrase alternative, alternative facts, facts yeah which yeah. is which is so orwellian which is and a, then, another phrase i think for lies i would say yeah <laughs> and then when sean spicer came back to do his press briefing the next day and did do a proper one and was much calmer and much more conciliatory he one of the things he started off in a statement was saying sometimes we can disagree with facts Yes, again, we can disagree with facts, and there's a word for that. <laughs> Rob, isn't there something about this already which is reminding you of... It's very like North Korea. Can I also point Do you out, not think that, it, that it's like... They're almost comical. Yeah, absolutely. Can I also point out, did you happen to... Two things, actually. When Sean Spicer gave the initial interview... No, not interview, had, briefing. Briefing, yeah. sorry. Did you see... He had very red eyes. He looked yeah. like he'd lost a lot of sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And secondly, um, there's a very interesting clip where... Um, in terms of uh, 
the briefing given by John Donald Trump where he he berates CNN. Did you know that a Fox News anchor came to the came to and actually defended CNN? Yes, I did. And Fox News have been fairly critical of what's already happened so far. Which I mean, when that's the case. Then you know we're in trouble. I mean, we really have slipped to that parallel universe. <laughs> I do really believe, and I'm going to make a prediction now on this podcast. Mm. I believe that within the first, within the first forty-five days of Trump's presidency, they're they're going to make some massive cock-up, or there's going to be a big scandal. Yeah, I think. That's and I so. actually believe, I know, I know this is a pretty bold prediction, but I believe it's going to unravel incredibly quickly. And I believe he's going to be out of office within six months. I, do you know what? I, it's strange to say that because I, I often, in the last few days, I found myself thinking, this man is not going to serve a full term. Something catastrophic is going to happen and he's going to have to resign. Yeah, the because, the day, because the day after, look, on your first day as president and you're signing all these executive orders, you decide to create a big firestorm about how many people were at your rally, which is all about your own ego. And about how many people like you. He's always been obsessed with ratings, always been obsessed with poll numbers, everything like this. I mean, it's quite extraordinary that yeah. that is what you'd want to project out on your first day. He went and talked to the CIA, didn't he, after his inauguration speech and prattled on about himself and, and how many people were at the rally. Yep. Um, anyway, I have a story here about Donald also, Trump. Also, can I just say, if you're trying, and I'm not, I mean, this man is not trying in the slightest, but if you're trying to endear yourself to women voters, you know what happened last night? You're aware that he signed... A, a bill about anti-abortion yeah, stuff. Yeah. A day after the largest global protest in, in regards to women's rights. He doesn't care. No, I know he doesn't. But I don't understand his rationale. It's just that I mean, why may I even saying that? There is no rationale. There's no thought behind these things. I think there is. But let, 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 I just want to read you a story, right, right, Rob? This is a story. Would you believe from Cornwall Live? Right. Okay. Yeah, the, Corn, the Cornwall's local paper. So um, obviously. Good, wholesome Cornish news. Absolutely. I'm going to read it to you, and you are allowed to make comments as we go through it. Oh, God. But what I'm going to ask... No, no, if you want. I'm just giving you the option. But when we get to the end of it, I want you to know if I had the same question in my mind as you did. Okay. Um, posted on January the 20th, 2017. Can I just ask you, when was Trump inaugurated again? Same date. Same date. So they posted this story on the day of his inauguration. Right, okay. <clears throat> Settle down, Rob. Okay. And the listeners. I'm comfortable, yeah. And be prepared for, for something a bit different. Donald Trump and Michael Jackson. The full story behind a mysterious relationship. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a question to begin. How have the... Well, we don't know what papers, but Cornwall Live got the scoop on this. <laughs> well, first of all, not only have they got the scoop, Rob, it's quite a long story, so just settle yourself. Right. Cornwall Live writer Mike Smallcomb is author of Making Michael, a biography of the King of Pop's career. Here, Mike looks at the relationship between Michael Jackson and Donald Trump. It may come as a shock to Jackson's daughter, Paris, that her father spent a significant amount of time in Trump's company in the 1990s, with Trump going so far as to call Jackson a very good friend of mine. As many Americans struggled to come to grips with the Donald Trump presidency in the wake of his election, Paris took to social media to share a picture of a man staring at a noose revealing that she'd been fe had a feeling of impending doom surging through her entire body because she's not a Trump fan. Obviously. She also made the point that those who voted for Trump were defying her entire family. It is also important to remember that Jackson's association and friendship with Trump 
existed many years before the property tycoon turned to politics, and Jackson never had the opportunity to pass judgment on Trump's professed beliefs and agendas. Right. The story of Donald Trump and Michael Jackson begins, Rob, in March 1988, when the pair met backstage at a concert in New York City's Madison Square Garden. Trump recalls, I spoke to him for a little while. He was low-key, and I'd think, there's no way this guy is going out to that stage to perform, and then you just see him moonwalk across the stage, and the place would go crazy. Can I just say... Without a doubt, that is a, tr- a, a quote from Trump. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There are more. Right. The two became properly acquainted in 1990 when Trump opened what was then the world's eighth, gli- well, sorry, was the world's glitziest casino, the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, New Jersey, dubbed the eighth wonder of the world. The 1,250-room casino hotel was constructed at a total cost of 1.1 billion US dollars, making it the world's most expensive casino ever built. On Friday, April 6, 1990, Jackson travelled to Atlantic City to assist Trump with the grand opening and stayed in the hotel's $10,000 a night Alexander the Great suite. That's the kind of thing Trump would have, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Alexander the Great. Yeah. If I ever needed him for something, he'd always be there, Trump later said. He was very loyal to his friends. Jackson's arrival at the Taj Mahal that afternoon caused pandemonium. Thousands of screaming fans and dozens of photographers chased the pair as Trump gave his, Trump gave his star guest a guided tour of the facilities. There were thousands of people literally crushing us, Trump said, recalling the bedlam. We had 20 bodyguards. It was really dangerous. He dropped to his knees and started crawling to the exit. He did it so routinely. I thought he fell. And I said, Michael, is it always like this? He goes, yeah, this is nothing. Japan is much worse. The next day, Trump gave Jackson a tour of the historic Atlantic City Convention Hall Arena, adjacent to Trump Plaza Casino Hotel. On the Sunday, Jackson was due to leave for Indiana to be at the bedside of his close friend, 18-year-old Ryan White, who was losing his brave five-year battle with AIDS. As he arrived at the airport, Jackson was told that Ryan had passed away. Trump, who was about to board his private jet to return to New York, told Jackson he would accompany him on the journey to the White family home, seemingly sensing a golden public relations opportunity. The pair flew to Indianapolis together aboard a private jet provided by Jackson's record label, before travelling the 20 miles to Ryan's hometown of Cicero in a motorcade of three limousines and several police vehicles. After arriving at the home, a grieving Jackson sat briefly in the back of a red Ford Mustang GT, which he had given to Ryan as a gift a year earlier. He told the waiting media he was a personal friend. It's sad. Rob, you've got your head in your hand. Do you want to tell me this why? Is this a work of fiction? <laughs> There's no way this is, this is real. Trump extends, extended his condolences to the family and returned to New Jersey. Jackson remained at the house until the evening, reminiscing and looking through scrapbooks with Ryan's mother. <laughs> She's a looker. What do you mean, looking through scrapbooks with Ryan's mother? No, with Ryan's mother. Oh, sorry. To commemorate Ryan's life, you get. Oh, I see, right, okay. Jackson spent the next 18 months working on his Dangerous album, which celebrates its 25th anniversary this month. He and Trump crossed paths again in June 1992 at a charity gala held at the iconic Tavern of the Green Museum restaurant, Tavern on the Green restaurant in New York. Trump and his future wife, Marla Maples, accompanied Jackson as he collected an award for his efforts in helping economically disadvantaged children. The Trump-Jackson acquaintance was at its strongest in 1994. In March that year, with a gruelling world tour and damaging child molestation... Acu- acu- <laughs> <laughs> this line right here... <laughs> Why would you put those things Rob, together? Rob, this line is pure partridge. I'm going to read it now, OK? The Trump-Jackson acquaintance was at its strongest in 1994. In March that year, with a gruelling world tour and damaging child molestation accusations behind him... <laughs> Jackson- <laughs> <laughs> you should never ever put this together. Those damaging accusations are behind me now. Uh, Jackson bounced back and uh, Jackson, oh, relocated, wow. Jackson relocated to New York City to work on his next album, which became his story. History. Yes. Jackson reportedly I paid. Like history. 
Yeah, Jackson reportedly paid $110,000 to rent a four-bedroom apartment near the top of Trump Tower, high above Fifth Avenue in Midtown Manhattan. The apartment, which offers spectacular views over Central Park, was put on the market earlier this year for a cool $23 million. Wow. Jackson's friend, Frank Cassio, recalls the stay. Michael's apartment at Trump was over the top, with dramatic views and gold fixtures in the bathrooms. On the second floor, there were three bedrooms. He transformed one of them into a mini dance studio by having all the furniture removed and putting in a dance floor. Obviously. <laughs> Jackson was living... just By a, moving the furniture out of the way. Jackson was living a few years, a few floors below Trump's own $100 million penthouse, where the pair would often spend time together. He'd come into my apartment and we'd talk a lot about business, Trump said, who's actually a very, very smart businessman. One night they went for dinner at Manhattan's Le Cirque restaurant. It was as if he had never seen a menu before, Trump said, and we carefully went over each item. Trump says he was surprised when Jackson told him he had a new girlfriend. I congratulate him and asked, who is it? He was very shy and looked down into his napkin, then put the napkin over his face and said, Trump, Trump, I don't want to talk about it. I'm so embarrassed. I chided him. When he finally looked up, he said that it was a girl named Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis's only child. A couple of weeks later, Jackson asked his host if he could bring his new love interest to Trump's sprawling Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida. We flew down in my plane together, Trump said. On the flight down, he asked if it would be possible for his girlfriend to come over and stay. I said, absolutely. I looked forward to meeting her. He said she would be arriving sometime around 8 o'clock, about, about an hour after we got to the house. Trump said when Lisa Marie arrived, Jackson ran to the living room and greeted her with a hug before they took off to look at the ocean. When they came back, holding hands and hugging, they seemed very much in love, Trump said. During their week-long stay, Jackson and Lisa Marie spent nearly every evening in a part of the mansion called the Great Grand Tower and left the house together only once. He was up there one week with her and he never came down, so I don't know what was going on. But they got along, Trump said. People often ask me whether or not the relationship was a sham and I give them an emphatic no, I can tell you. For at least a period of time, these two folks were really getting it on. This is the President of the United States. Mm. Jackson married Lisa Marie in a secret ceremony in the Dominican Republic in late May 1994, but they divorced 20 months later. Meanwhile, in December 1994, Jackson finally checked out of Trump Tower after a nine-month stay and returned to California to complete the history album. At this stage, it would have seemed like the two were good friends, but then Jackson decided to subtly include Trump in the lyrics of one of his history's album tracks, Money, which is an attack on greed and ruthless, unethical individuals. Right, OK. At one point, in the background vocals, feature the words, if you want money, then earn it with dignity, before Jackson speaks the name of several American industrialists and business magnates, including Trump, Cornelius Vanderbilt... J.P. Morgan, John D. Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie and J. Paul Getty. Somewhat surprisingly, the lyrics were subtle enough to avoid any major headlines in the media. It would appear that although the pair shared a business relationship, Michael's true feelings about Trump came to light through the lyrics. But Brad Buxer, who worked on the song as a producer and musician, says there was never a falling out between the pair. He says, I was around Michael constantly and we talked about everything. There was no falling out. Michael thought the world of him. Michael loved and greatly admired successful people. He was truly inspired by Trump. He thought he was an amazing businessman, respected him greatly and liked him very much. You have a feeling there was a gun to his head when he said that. Yeah. He would have called out Donald Trump's name out of respect and admiration in his song. This sounds like the people around Trump who spin everything. Alex, this sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes in Michael's music, his lyrics and their meaning would be misunderstood. Now, Rob, I've just read out the longest piece of journalism in a local paper that there has ever been and I had one question at the end of it and I want to know if we had the same question what was your question? what was the point? <laughs> what is the point <laughs> of this story? what is the point of this tedious story? how does that bear any relevance to Cornwall? why do the people of Cornwall care? Why, how does it bear any relevance to the fact that that day Trump was being inaugurated I don't know what we'll do We'll have a 3,000 word article or however long it was on Trump and Michael Jackson. 
by the way, I can't help thinking all the way through that, they never actually met. Or if they did, it was only fleeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Rob, you got a story for us. Back to normal, trivial matters. Absolutely. I mean, trivial is a bit harsh, but uh, although we are going to feature a story from the New Shopper, which is a publication I think we may have featured before. So why are you reading a story out from the New Shopper? I how heard this. Know, how do you know I didn't have it already? Uh, well, it's going. I, see, I, I don't think we featured the story. If we have, You're I apologise. Read out a story that we've had before. Like, you know? I, I hope not. This could be a first. Right. Um, it goes back to January 2015, so it's going back two years. But I heard this on... Um... Hang on a minute. Were we not doing the podcast then? No. Yeah, yeah, no, we were. Alex, we've been going for nearly five years. No, we haven't, mate. We've been going for nearly... Th- no, five years, Al. This is the fifth year. Fuck me. When you say it loud, it really hits you. We have we only done 200 2000- episodes then? Yeah, well... That we- should have taken four years. Uh, yes. No, we started in 2012. We just occasionally have gaps. Anyway. So we must have covered it. Uh... Well, I'm pretty thorough, Rob. If I read the headline and see if it's, see if it rings any bells. If so, listeners, then you won't hear this anyway. <laughs> Go on then. Right. So the story's by Hattie Collier, which we know we featured her before, yeah. and the headline: Bromley Bay Station star in tears after Toby Carvey wait Toby Carvey waitress insults her uh, for exposing her body on TV. Well, I must have missed it, Rob. I must have missed it. Shoddy, Alex. Where did you hear about this story? Sorry, I'm still confused. I heard it on Ian Lee's podcast, actually. Oh, right. I don't know where so he found was he it. reading it? I've no idea. So did you tweet him and tell him about our podcast? No, but I will after this. You've got to, yeah. yeah. After this well, after this episode's uploaded. Although he did read the exact story out on this podcast, so uh, I've just... Um, no, but that's fine. But you can say that we feature stories from the new shop all the time. They have classics, and we featured this one that week because he read it out. And he has responded to me a few times on Twitter, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I would also, by the way, I'd highly recommend this podcast uh, of his... Um, talk radio show it is fantastic anyway a Bromley Babe Station beauty says she was left in floods of tears Babe Station Babe Station what is Babe Station Babe Station is um, is it that TV thing it is TV yeah thing, where yes. they just parade around right uh, yes where but obviously there's it's soft porn uh, yes yeah but obviously she does get naked and I don't know if she performs things right. on herself I'm not sure I've never paid um, after Toby Carvey waitress shouted her for exposing her body on TV <laughs> Glamour model, uh, Rachel Hobbs. The people who work in Toby Carvery, Rob, and Toby Carvery itself have the strictest moral code and ethics. Did you know that Toby Carvery came out of the Amish movement? Is that really true? No. Right. <laughs> why, why, why did I believe that? Because it was so stupid, it was believable. Do you know what? I haven't been to a Toby Carvery in years. I've never been to a Toby Carvery. I was actually in one on Sunday. Yeah. My, uh, we went over to see my dad. Who's it's a buffet, basically, isn't it? So what do you do if you're vegetarian? Uh, you fuck off. Oh. <laughs> you, have, you just choose one of the lesser meats, like pork. Yeah. Um, no, I don't... What would you do? I mean, they're vegetarian options, but no one goes to a carvery as a vegetarian because that's madness. Yeah. We had to wait for an hour for a table. It was insane. Glamour model Rachel Hobbs was celebrating her 21st birthday with family at the, at the Crown on Bromley Common. Name? Rachel, oh God, I can show you pictures. All right, good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're celebrating your 21st birthday in a Toby carvery. <laughs> yeah, I thought, isn't Toby carvery good or is it like a harvester or a bit like a hey, weather spot? Don't knock harvester. I didn't knock harvester. I enjoy a harvester. Um, I mean, the one we were in, the food was okay, but it's it's for... Um, As the people. <laughs> I mean, an alarmingly accurate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
when she claims a waitress verbally attacked her over her job. The mama one, who is also known by his stage name Lacey Lorenzo, was working for the hey. late night channel Babe Station and XX Expand TV since she was 18. So she's 21 and a mum of one. Uh, the adult TV star of uh, Parkfield Way told New Shopper she confronted by one waitress at the restaurant for being rude towards her family, but was left stunned by her response. Miss Hobbs said the waitress shouted at her in front of everyone, at least I don't get my tits out on TV. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> yep. I just wanted to go there because I really enjoy roast dinners. It was so messed up. It ruined I my birthday. I really enjoy roast dinners. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot better than the 21st birthday at the car, right? Yeah. It ruined my birthday. I was crying. I just wanted to have fun on Is that Is that day. basically what they do, roast dinners? It's a carving. That's all they do. Yeah, but roast so dinners, what, do you have Yorkshire puddings? And- Alex, I'll talk you through it. So you can <laughs> imagine partridge because it, it's the kind of thing partridge would have a field day in. Okay. So you get your plate. Okay. You have a selection of four different meats, four mm. different roast meats. Pork, beef, lamb, and chicken. No chicken. So uh, no, no pork. Right. So you get um, beef. You get gammon. You get... <laughs> What Gammon's pork, turkey, yeah, but it's, yeah. Not, it's not obviously. And there's something else. Maybe it's I can't remember what it is now. And then you have your then. So you have to choose. You can choose all four if you want. Okay. Then you go along. You get your veg. You get your uh, macaroni cheese or whatever. Uh, you get your condiments. So you take it back. Lovely. You want Yorkshire puddings. Uh, there was yeah. You get Yorkshire pudding as well. Roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. Yeah. Right. The whole works basically. Uh, and you can also go king size for one pound fifty. How much is this meal? Uh, I think it was nine ninety nine. That's fucking cheap, and it yeah. really for the whole. Um, okay, come on then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it ruined my birthday. I was crying. I just wanted to have fun on that day in a Tobrew Carvey on your birthday. Mrs. Hobbs said the conversation began when she complained the paper plates restaurant staff provided for guests to carry birthday cake home looked dirty. I don't know how. Uh, so, so oi, these plates are dirty. Yeah. Uh, her seventy-six-year-old mother. Uh, attended the birthday meal and until that moment have not known what her grandmother did for a living. The restaurant team complained... Uh, sorry, the red, restaurant team complained... Sorry, she's 21 and her mum's 76. Her grandmother's 76. Oh, right, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not cast aspersions. Um, the restaurant team contacted police when Miss, uh, Miss Hobbs grew angry following the comments. Mrs Hobbs' mum, uh, Daria Dra, uh, age 55, also of Parkway, said... The police were called because my daughter lost her temper. We were just gobsmacked. A Met spokesman confirmed officers were called to the disturbance at the restaurant on at 10.30pm on December the 8th. Officers attended the scene but were not required as there had only been a verbal altercation between staff, uh, staff member and a customer. Um, and then uh, uh, Toby Carver responded by apologising and offering them... Meat. Um, <laughs> offering a plate of meat. Now, there are lots of comments on this oh, story. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You think new shopper. Um, yeah, exactly. Is Chipojo yeah. on there back in 2015? Well, I probably seen was. seen him. No, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of, of sweaty comments. Uh, sweaty? No, well, Am I going to get to see the meat of this story in a picture of this girl or not? I mean, let me just give you this one. So, Swanley Person, I think we've, we've featured before, just says, I'm going to, I mean... I'm going to have to see all the evidence stated in the, in the article, so please show me your boobies. Right. That's kind of the gist of it. Um, While he's got his meat and two veg out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, hang on. We, um, I mean, there's a few stories. Again, with the new shopper, you, they don't need to feature this many pictures of her. I mean, she is a good-looking girl. I think she may have had um, some breast implants, but that's her own choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Then if you scroll up... Yes, and, she's had breast implants. Of yeah. course she has. And the, there's a, a few. And that's her with her grandma, is it? Yeah. I think Why she's, she's got clothes should, on. That, that's not appropriate on the new shopper, is it? To have that picture of her basically on all fours on the bed in a thong. Alex, there's a reason they feature the story, and it's not because... Well, let's face it, it's not because of the story. <laughs> to get hits. I think, well, something like that. <laughs> Just change the H. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, it's time for our list, listener story of the week only. It's, it's not from a listener, it's, it's from no. you, because you really want to read this story out. Yeah, oh, I love this. So sorry, listeners, you have to wait a week for one of your stories to come on, because Rob's a selfish git. Loves the sound of his own voice. <laughs> right. Uh, this is me. actually from today, so this is this is topical, kind of. Uh, it's by Vicky T from um, The Citizen online. The Citizen? Wait a second, Rob. Okay. I'm going to get myself a drink because I'm not alcohol. Because I want to be right. something in my fridge. Oh yeah, because this story needs to be needs to be said. Go. Right. Okay. Meet the village gorilla. Hmm? The remarkable story of Gloucester's. John Daniel. John Daniel the... John Daniel the Gorilla? Yeah. John... Why have you got a surname? I don't know. I, right. I literally have no idea. John. <laughs> this is our gorilla. John. Hi. We also like to call him Mr. Daniels. Yeah. It's not every village that can claim a gorilla as one of their own residents. Do you know what? I think that's a fair point. But for the people of Uli, I think it's Uli or Uli, I'm not entirely sure, probably Uli. Go, go with Uli. Yeah. John Daniel the Gorilla was one of them. Hey. Eh? He would play with the children, eh? visit the school, eat the roses, and even was partial to a mug of cider from one of his neighbours. So where was this? In Gloucestershire. Where, what year? Uh, it's, going, it's back a bit. Um, well, the, there's a picture Why are they reporting in 1917. On Why are they reporting? Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't hear that. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not now. <laughs> Why are they reporting on it now? Because he was, he's fondly remembered by the by. Is this, the like the, of is this the news desk, and they're they're slowly getting through the stories? And <laughs> so hang on a minute. You're telling me in 1917 in the village of Gloucester, a gorilla lived as one of the people. Yes, they yeah. had a pet. Well, one of the residents had a pet gorilla, but he wasn't a pet because he he was like everybody else, and was given a first and last name because they felt that was important, so he could he could help. You know, uh, Are you telling me that at a time... In 1917, I'm assuming there was still widespread... Well, of course, widespread sort of patriarchy. Yep. Widespread racism. Yep. But you're telling me a gorilla was accepted into the community as one of their own. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Would in you this- like to see a picture of him sitting with the local school children? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Is this real? This, this is what I mean. I had to double check. I thought they were winding me up. I do this feel is such a, a surreal this story. This is a genuine story. Robert showed me a black and white photograph of some kids on benches. On like, but you know, like the school photos you used to have as a child, yeah. but only this one from a long time ago. And in, in the midst of them is a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. But that almost looks like it's been photoshopped in. This is not an April Fool. No. Uh, come on then. Okay. Is there more to this? So that kind of, read that quote. He will play with the children, visit the school, eat the roses... And was even partial to a mug of cider for one of his neighbours. It's a, a pissed, century. A gorilla. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you've given cider to a gorilla. No. I don't think that's wise. It's a century since John Daniel arrived in Uli. We he arrived. To... We arrived. Wait, what? He packed his bags and uh, like, got, decided he wanted to come to Uli, had he? Yeah, he got the train. Right. Uh, a chapter of his remarkable life which took, from, took him from Africa to Uli and later New York. He'd had enough of Uli, so he wanted to see the big, the big, the big city. 
As a baby, he was captured. Maybe he's in... what Trump descended from. Possibly. <laughs> as, a, as a baby, he was captured in the Gab- Gambon? Gabon? I don't know. After his parents were shot by French officers. He was brought by Major Rupert Penny, who brought him into the UK in 1917. As a love gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in love with him and brought his, brought his love back to the village. He's his partner. Later, later that year, his daughter, Edna Cunningham, brought the baby gorilla to Uli. He grew up in the village with the school children, said Margaret Groom, activist, sorry, not activist, like archivist for Uli Society. Until recently, we had people that remembered him walking around the village with the children. He used to go into the gardens and eat the roses. Mrs. Cunningham raised him as a normal boy in the village. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something coming up? Which you no, can't it just... Uh, <laughs> and he regularly used to go for walks with children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you telling me this gorilla? No. Okay, he so I don't ra- want to ruin it. He raised this boy, right? This this poor woman, who, who I can only think must have been barren, used to raise. She raised him as his son, her as son. her son. <laughs> and he regularly used to go for walks with the children of the early school. He did, he, is there some point where this gorilla is going to turn on people, Rob? Because I'd no. be very surprised if the gorilla didn't kill something. <sighs> the children used to push him around in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> A gorilla. <laughs> uh, he knew which house was good for cider, and he would often go to the house to, to draw a mug uh, to draw a mug of cider. He was fascinated by the village cobbler, uh, cobbler, and he would <laughs> and he would watch him for hours repairing shoes. Can I get some really upset? This gorilla didn't turn on somebody, and they had to hang him. You know, in the middle of the town square. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, Mrs. Cumming would also take him to London to her London home in Sloan in Sloan Street. What? What on the train? <laughs> How? In the car, he's just next to her in the car. They're driving down. <laughs> Come on, John, we're going to London. What's wrong with that? What's this that? monkey was civilized. Yeah. And <laughs> where? Uh, so yeah. So he was taken to her home in Sloane Street, where he would attend dinner parties, drinking cups of tea in the afternoon. What? Yeah. Any comments on that? No. Okay. The story has a sad ending. When he grew to his full size, Mrs. Cunningham said he couldn't look. She couldn't look after him anymore. Why? Because he, he was because he was a full size gorilla. Why do you need to question? <laughs> but he was civilized. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine he may have started having sort of sexual tendencies. It's really weird we're reading this story now because Michael Jackson, of course, had that monkey, and this is exactly what happened with that monkey. When the monkey got full size, it became very aggressive. Jackson couldn't look after it, and they had to take it away from him. Yeah, but then he was elected president. Oh yeah. Uh, she told him that <laughs> she sold him to an American for a thousand guineas. Well, Trump has been compared to a silverback gorilla, of course, by none other than Nigel Farage. Fair point. Sorry. Uh, she sold him to an American for a thousand guineas, believing that he'd be sent to a home in Florida. How, how much was a thousand guineas back then? I think then? it was, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah. So she sold her son to an American. Yeah, for the right price. That's fine. But instead, <laughs> he fell in the hands of Barnum and Bailey Circus, who oh. was displayed at the Ring Zoo of Madison Square Garden. Of course. However, his health deteriorated and he, he was believed to be pining for Mrs. Cunningham. An urgent message was sent to her from the zoo reading, John Daniel pining and grieving for you. Can you, can you not come at once? Needless to say, we will deem it a privilege to pay all expenses. Answer at once. Wow, they really care. I'm surprised Barnum and Bailey Circus cared so much about they the They obviously love Squiller, yeah. Mrs. Cunningham set sail immediately, but he but died of pneumonia. That would take weeks. <laughs> but he died of pneumonia before she arrived. <laughs> his body was given to the American Museum of Natural History for preservation and went on display in New York in, in 1922 <laughs> where he remains on display so if people want to go visit him they can 
Catherine Talbot's family... Sorry, not Cal Talbot. Uh, Catherine Torboy family lived in Uli and she has this remarkable photograph in her family album. Our family lived in Uli until 1950s. I remember my great aunt Dolly Cornford telling me the sad story of John Daniel and her memories of him in the village. And there's a lovely picture of him, uh, again, surrounded by children. I'm not sure what he's doing there. It looks like he's, um, I don't know, maybe enjoying his cup of cider. But it's uh, all very surreal. The sad story of John Daniel is yeah. a good episode, Tom. It is. Can you understand why I love that story so much? <laughs> well, if I had been reading... It's like the story I read about, about Jackson and um, Trump. If I'd been reading that story, I would have felt like, am I reading The Onion? Yeah. Is this in some way made up? Do you think that the gorilla was more than just a son to Mrs. Cunningham? I have to say, uh, the thought had crossed my mind, especially as uh, there's no mention of a husband. But then, I think maybe their romance soured after she sold him to the circus. <laughs> as is often the case. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, on that sad note, Rob, because it that was a sad ending there. Well, yeah. We bring this fine episode of Local Anesthetic podcast to a close, Rob. And, of course, we... Uh, Look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation. Mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation, yes. To our next episode, which will be episode 202. As we move ever more forward, Rob, like, um, like, like, <sighs> um, like a woman setting sail to see her a gorilla, gorilla child lover, <laughs> who unfortunately, unbeknownst to her, is dead of pneumonia. Just like that. We move ever more forward, as I say, to our next episode, which will be episode 202. And all that remains, Rob, is to say goodbye to this episode. I think it might be a bit sad after that story. I don't know. Maybe go a bit easy. You okay, episode? Oh, bye, Rob. That was sad. It was. I mean, I have to say, though, it, it's quite... Um, it, well, it makes me think. It makes me think of if we could possibly sell you to the circus. I wonder, well, I feel, I feel sometimes like John Daniel have to live amongst humans and try and... Try and get along. Well, you certainly throw a lot of shit around, and uh, you know you are—you're not exactly domesticated, are you? Yeah. You look a bit like a gorilla. Thank you, Arte, as a compliment. A silverback, you know, masculine but raw animal power. More like a mangy one that's been sort of kept in a zoo too long and, and a bit mad. Yeah, but still revered by its fellow animals. I've got to go now. Sorry. Bye. Okay. Well. Uh... That brings this episode to a close. We can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net, or on Facebook at facebook.com. That's what brings the episode down. It's nothing to do with that story. It's, it's him. Nothing brings the episode down, Rob. We're on the we're on the uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. We're on Twitter at, at lapodcast. If you go to our website, lapodcast.net, uh, from there you can download all of our previous episodes, or you can uh, donate. There's a button on the top right-hand corner if you want to donate to the Worthy Course. It's this podcast. If you go onto your Apple device... You go onto your Android device, whatever, you can find us, Alex and Rob, LA Podcast, Local News. But if you do that, hit subscribe. We, we, we want you to subscribe. We want you to leave reviews. Absolutely. And we've got a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube channel and put in LAPodcast.net, we will come up with a few videos there of various stories we've put together with images. They are worth watching. And, of course, hit subscribe to that too. And if you've got a story for us, we just had a listener story special, didn't we, Rob? We read out a lot of them. But we, we always did. feature at least one a week. So send it to us, LAPodcast.net at gmail.com. I know there's a lot of dots in there, but it is right. LAPodcast.net at gmail.com or tweet it to us 
or post it on Facebook. Whichever way, we will be gladly receiving it. Anything to say, Rob? Not really. God bless. And keep it local. (laughs) 